That was wild. So yeah, what, what was it? Uh, episode ten, the cause. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that was big time. All right. Okay. You ready? Let's do it, man. Okay. Well, look. Welcome, everybody. To the Vino Convo podcast with uh, Fletch and Couch. I'm Howard Fletcher, and I'm here with my partner in the pit, Aaron Couch. How you doing, Aaron? Hey, man, I'm doing it, man. I'm making it happen, man. Good to see you virtual. We're trying something new today, everybody. I, I, I kind of like this. Yeah. I like this. Yeah, I hope this works out. I, I, I hope we can uh, get more done quickly and also attract more fans. We seem to have some people that are liking what we're doing. Yeah. So I want to thank those yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we got we to gotta grow the base. Got to grow it. Got to grow the base. We just got to find all those other people that are digging the wild like I'm digging. Every time I watch it, I want to have me a pit beef sandwich, man, yeah. with lots of horse rats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They introduced something else. This I'll get into it later on. Another mm-hmm. Baltimore favorite uh, food. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this was a cool way to do it. Yeah, yeah. 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 All, right. all right. Well, this is episode 10. The title of the episode is The Cost. And uh, the opening quote for the episode is, and then he dropped the bracelets. And that was Kima Greggs. And and we'll get to that later on. This was a jam-packed episode. Had a lot of stuff. It it built up nicely. A lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, since we're not together today, we might have two different wines. Because I know you might be sipping on something. I got a wine I want to feature. You got something you want to mention? Well, well, right now I'm I'm drinking Sebastiani, my go-to cab. You know, I, I don't have the resources or the accessibility that you do, my man Howard. However, when I can get a chance to have something nice, this Sebastiani red right here, this cab, it, it never lets me down. It's, it's consistent. And, you know, you're talking about, you know me, I'm the cigar smoker. So this... Full body smoke, man. This is perfect, man. There yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, this week I got a another Bordeaux blend, a red. It's right. from uh, Green Hill Vineyard in Middleburg, Virginia. It's, it's right down the road from uh, Boxwood, yep. and it's a 2016 blend they call Philosophy. And uh, I'll give you a little bit more information on that when we get to the break. Okay. But right now, let's just dive into this episode. The, uh, you know, the cold open on the episode, really n- nothing was said. It was just our man Bubbles sitting there on the bench trying to be yeah, clean. Man. man, look, he he's struggling. Yeah. Right now, when you see, when it opens up and you're in the nice neighborhood, he's sitting there on the bench, you know, and, and he's stuck between it. I figured out later that you got a bunch of dealers where they're at. But yeah. While you got these dealers there, you're also seeing this other part of society. Yeah. It's a, it a kind of deep way of showing the struggles that he's going through. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for Bubbles. He has nowhere to hide. Nowhere. He has nowhere to hide, you know? Nowhere. Yeah, yeah. He's out there in the open, and he's trying to he's trying to kick it. He's even trying to have these meetings, but he's 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 really stuck right now yeah. trying to do the right thing for himself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we open up after the credits with a meeting of Avon Stringer and Weebang. This is after... Uh, Avon just got ambushed by, yeah, uh, by, by Omar. By Omar. 
the, the most tactful cat on the show. The things that he can get done by himself is just amazing. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He does his planning, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Weebay apologizes for, he felt like he was slipping, but, you know, Avon tells him if it wasn't for him, he probably wouldn't be there right now. Exactly, yeah, you know, exactly. So. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Weebay really wasn't slipping because we know whose fault this was. Yeah. You know, in, in, in a way, so. Well, but, he got, yeah, he got set up. He was set yeah, up. Yeah, he was set up. So, yeah. you know, so Weebay did his thing, you know. Yeah. Well, they, uh, during the course of this meeting, uh, Avon tells Stringer, well, you know, you might have been right about trying to set up that truce with Omar to settle things down, and then we can get him later on when it, things get, you know, when he's slipping. Right, 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 right. So right. so that's, that's the plan they're going to settle on, and Stringer convinces Avon to he needs to step all the way back. Yeah, he was. He said, we got to build a wall around you, man. Yeah. We, you know, we need you off of everything right now. We just... You know, and, and and when he says that, I kind of thought about because I'm as I'm watching this, I'm watching the show, and I'm thinking about the things that you've talked about with Stringer uh-huh. and Avon, and how Stringer, you know, how he kind of slips on some things. And this, I said, man, this might be a situation where Stringer slips on something. You know, trying to create this wall, trying to keep him, you know, in the back, not touching everything, but then it puts him in a position where he can make calls that he wanted to make. Call- Cause of things that he felt they should have done in the past. So it, 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 you can, it's like, hmm, the, the yeah. I, I like the idea. Yeah. But who's going to keep you in check? Yeah. Well, you know, Stringer didn't get to be Stringer by not being ambitious. I know, B, but these motherfuckers are honest. The fuck. They always been honest. We just got to be careful. Bro, you've not been talking on any phones. You're not been touching any drugs, and from now on, you are not doing the money runs. Me and Bake, we're gonna take care of that shit until this whole thing cool off. Let me get that pager. Oh, what's up? You serious? Serious. I'm gonna get you a New York supply number only. And these motherfucking local cats wanna talk to you, they gotta talk to me. They go from Avon and them to D'Angelo. You remember? And he's sitting there with his girl. She's up there complaining about everything, talking about a bigger house. We need this, need that. D'Angelo, the look at his face, he's like, yo, I got to get the hell out of here. It, it, it was just it was like it was a breaking point for him right there, man. Just listening to that and thinking about what just happened with uh, with 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 uh, the meeting they had, then all the hits going on. You kind of see some things starting to, you know, kind of, you start to see emotions take over. I mean, there are things we gotta have, like a real crib, a play desk, and you know we gotta have one of them little tight cars. I'm not saying your place ain't nice enough, because for you it'd do just fine, but we're gonna be a family. We need at least one more room, if not two. And so you add the bedroom set, a nice bedroom set, like the one they got down at the baby store on Howard Street. That's a room right there. And I think if I could get some better furniture and put your stuff in the other bedroom, like it was a den. Because it's so for you guys seen better days. I think you know that much. D, where you going at? I told you I need money for the new bedroom set. D! She's too much. 
there was like she gave him like she was telling him everything that was wrong with his house. Everything. Yeah, everything. Every I mean, it was just like we need this, we need that. Can't do that here. Yeah. I mean, she just kept throwing it out there and then coming back to this place is a a piece of shit. Right. I mean, pretty much. She was just she was just hitting them hard. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I was I was like, damn, that ain't cool. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> So uh, so he leaves. Yeah. He's he does he's driven out pretty much, and uh, so then I'll go back up to the I'll go back up to the courthouse where McNulty yeah. McNulty's sitting there with Phelan, and Phelan is a little different now. I mean, he's not all for this investigation. In fact, he's like telling Jimmy, "What's the deal? This thing needs to be, you know, probably shut down. It's just not, you know, he's not down with it anymore. He doesn't yeah. seem to be." Right, right, he does, yeah. And uh, so he's like, McNulty's confused, to be quite honest. I mean, now Phelan does, you know, he he did try to clown Jimmy in front of Perlman before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so he's used to Phelan being kind of a bitch. But he's, you know, looking at Rhonda like, what's going on? Why is he acting this way, you know? Yeah, and he finds out what's going on. And he finds <laughs> out that yeah. Phelan is no longer on the mayor's reelection ticket. You know, most which was like shocking to what, him yeah, when was, he found that out. He was like, what? Yeah. Pretty much. You know, he just was, he didn't, you know, and so there was a reason for it. It wasn't accidental. He wasn't forgotten. He was left off. So yeah, don't you kind of see this as, this is when you see Minolte being that friend again. It's like, okay, you've been an asshole to me and all, but you're still my man. It's like Gene was concerned about, damn, what's, what's going on? So Being a friend with Phelan? Well, well, well it, it seemed that he was genuinely concerned that he wasn't on there on the ticket when he didn't see that. That's, that's where it seemed to me. <laughs> okay. You don't you don't think it seemed that way? I, I don't. I think that McNulty kind of was putting two, two, two and two together, and he was understanding uh, that. He was, okay, well, I'm looking at the look on his face and what happens earlier on, kind of looking at that, and he was kind of concerned. But you're looking okay. at that he's concerned. Okay, what's going to really happen to me in my cases? And all yeah, I think he. I think he sees that Phelan has other interests. You know, McNulty all this time has been focused on the case. I mean, everything he he forgets everything. It's the case. I mean, he neglects his family. He neglects all. He neglects his house. <laughs> How he even takes care of himself. Yeah, you know what he does? He neglects a lot of shit so. for this case, and so. Yeah. He he it it shows him that you know he knows everyone's not like that, but he thought at least Phelan had his back with keeping the case on the rails. But when he sees that Phelan is no longer in that spot, I think he's trying to figure out what happened. Why why did that happen? So this this show this will come to into play later on. All right, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to D'Angelo real quick just because it's okay. in the same light. D'Angelo leaves. Well, where does D'Angelo go when he leaves? He tries to catch a home girl at down the strip club. Yeah, yep, right down the strip club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She ain't having it. Yeah, yeah. 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 She pretty much blows him off. Uh, I was like, damn. That yeah. was. I was like, yeah. She ain't the type. She means what she says. Yeah. And besides, it, I think she got interest in somebody else who's involved with the law. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, she's in. But you know that that thing with uh, with D'Angelo, it's you know it was. Uh, I mean, it's not. It's deeper with her than I don't want to deal with you because you're a you sell drugs or anything like that. I mean, it's like you lied to me. He lied to me about the death of her 
co-worker. Friend. I don't yeah. know if it's your friend, but, her, you know, so that kind of, yeah. yeah, she just has nothing to do with them anymore. Yeah, she's like, fuck that, nah. Yeah. So, uh, Freeman, doing his work, as he normally does, looking at his numbers, he yeah. he figures out, analytically, <laughs> that, the, <laughs> that the stash is somewhere... When they talk to somebody, it's in a payphone that's out in Pimlico. Right, right. And for people right. who don't know Pimlico, Pimlico is out in horse racing country in Maryland. It's not it's not in inner city Baltimore. It's out, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they say he sees that every time they need this resupply, they page this same number and it comes from this same the return call comes from the same payphone. Yeah, yeah, they sell that, yeah. So he uh tells so they need to watch the payphone, long story short. And who gets those jobs? Carver, Sidnor, <laughs> and uh, uh, Herc. But Herc is in training right now. Yeah, Herc's in training. Yeah, Herc's in training. So the other two brothers have to go out there and sit on this payphone out in basically, like you said, it ain't, it ain't something that they want to do because yeah. it's out there. It's out. It's not in Baltimore, basically. Right. right. <laughs> it's out. They got to watch one phone. And because there's only two of them, they got to do 12 hour shifts because mm-hmm. they can't not, they can't miss this guy. They have yeah, to they catch this guy. They got to catch him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we get to my boy who I really yeah, they didn't like, they didn't like that going from eight hour to 12 hours. So they didn't like that at all. Oh, I, I don't see, I don't see who would. I mean, it was, I, I don't blame them. I don't, I don't blame, blame them. you know, unless they're getting some kind of overtime, which still that's a rough gig, man. Waiting in the, staying in that car all yeah, that time. Cause you're in that van 24 hours. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. No matter what. You said somebody's just resting for 12 hours. Yeah, yeah that's rough. That's yeah. rough. Yeah. All right. Our boy Orlando. <laughs> Orla- the idiot of the month. Yeah. Orlando is, he is just set on getting his own thing going. He is hell bent on this. He's, look, man, I, I, I don't think Daryl Strawberry got as many warnings as this cat has got. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean, I mean, I, I'm seeing this guy I'm like he's still trying to move weight. Yeah, he's still trying to move weight. So, he, oh man, yeah, I'm, I'm just bugging off of this. He, still, he's an idiot. But see, the thing is, which I can't get for in this move, and we'll explain what he did. The second is he came to uh, a D'Angelo with that proposition with some guys he knew who had some weight, who yeah. he could get off. So instead of going with them, I guess he was looking for D'Angelo to kick in money too or something because why didn't he go to them? Instead, in this next scene, we see Orlando going to cop somewhere else in Baltimore, obviously not on the West Side because Avon can't know anything about this. So I'm assuming he's in East Baltimore or somewhere else. And oh, in fact, he's in Pikesville. We find out that. We found out ladies in Pikesville. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't don't say it, but we find our yeah. ladies in Pikesville yeah. because of the officer. I was like, yeah. this cat is pretty, and this cat was pretty uh, pretty smart. Too. Yeah, yeah. Now, Pikesville, for those who don't know, Pikesville is a suburb of Baltimore, okay? Yeah. Yeah. So he goes to, he goes out here, and he tries to buy some Coke from, the, uh, from a guy, and <laughs> Orlando is a cold Bama, man. He goes in there, and he wants to buy four ounces of cocaine, which, right, right. which, I mean, for somebody you don't know, that's that's not a small amount. It's, it's that's not. A lot. It's that's a, a lot. it's a lot. And that's the guy lot. says, "Oh, it's not even worth it to do it for four ounces." I'm like, "Darn," you know. 
But anyway, as it turns out, make a long story short, dude turns out to be an undercover cop. I, I've never seen, like I said, that guy right there is a problem. And then you start to see why, like, drug dealers, cats on movies always end up killing somebody like that when they do some stupid shit like that the first time. Yeah. yeah. Let me because... tell you how stupid I'll tell you how stupid Orlando is. Orlando's just looking to, on several levels. First thing, I don't know why he didn't go to his boys. Okay, yeah, maybe D'Angelo is not going to be able to sell his stuff on the pit. He's still copping something, so he must be planning to sell it somewhere. So why didn't he go to his original connect he was talking to? Number one, that's I don't understand that. Number yeah, two, yeah, right. number two, this guy who he buys from, did you see his red bandana on his head? This dude. See, I thought it was, I thought it was a gang. I thought it was a gang at first, man. This, I thought he was going to buy money for, um, from the, um, damn, damn, the bloods, man. I, I was bugging. I was this, like, this, you just approach anybody. Yeah. They be, say they got it. Yeah. Because even if that guy wasn't an undercover cop, he yeah. probably would have just robbed him just on GP. Just robbed yeah. him. That's what I'm thinking. Like, you know. dude, you trust this guy? Yeah, 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 you just want to rob him. And third, Orlando, regardless of how corny he is, he is the manager of a strip club. And you're trying to tell me he can't find a reliable source of a drug of drugs? What? Are you kidding me? Now, yeah. granted, he has to be careful talking around there because it's, stupid, it's Avon's place. Look, man, he can't find a reliable source because, first of all, he's in somebody else's house, all right? Yeah. Anybody that comes through there is going to be somebody who's either a player for Avon. That's true. That's or it's going to be somebody that, that 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 going through there that's on the other side just visiting and just checking out the competition is not somebody you could trust that would use this person basically to bring, him, bring Avon down. So all of his connections, his whole circle is in a, has him in a position where you just need to be the front man. Yeah. But he's just a freaking idiot. Yeah. And he just doesn't get it. He isn't. He got, he got, he got dreams of grandeur that just ain't going to work. He is. He is. He, I mean, he's idiot. an idiot. He is an idiot. Yeah. And, and yeah. especially after, I'm going to leave this alone after this, especially after Avon gave him that dressing down in the office. What he should have, yeah. what he should have said to Avon, but he obviously doesn't have the balls to do it. Or he's just dumb. He is a dumb guy. He should just said, yeah. should have said, look, Avon, is there some way I can make some more money? Not, not yeah. trying, not complaining. Just say, look, I would like to make more money. Can I make, you know, if you want to throw me some more, I'll take it because a clean license is of value. It's but, of value, yeah. But if you know, you say, look, Avon, you don't want me to get in that game. Fine. Tell me something I can do for you so I can make some more money. But he's too stupid need, to do that. I need to make some more money. Yeah. Right. He's just dumb. He's he just dumb. He won't do it. He won't ask that. <laughs> he's that kid that like, why don't you just come and ask me? Remember when yeah. I, I said that before? Yeah. He even said it when he threw him out of look, dude. Right. If you need something extra, we can talk about it later. Right. Come talk to me. Right. And but, that's he's a, but he's a he's a he's a idiot <laughs> on a level that's beyond idiocracy yeah i, I yeah. mean i mean he's just a fool man yeah so so yeah i, I see your point i'm just still <laughs> bugging it he's just such a freaking idiot yeah well he he it's not over for him yet <laughs> he's gonna do some more stupid stuff but anyway let's go let's go back to our boy bubbles in the in, right. in the at the park so bubbles is sitting on his bench and his boy Waylon comes from the Waylon, from, my man, from my the man, Waylon, he's 
he, he's like the he's a spiritual uh, presence in this show so far. Yeah. Well, Whalen tells his story of woe about how he caught the bug, which is a you know HIV. I got the bug. Had it since '94. Gave that shit to my old lady. Worried about passing it on to my baby girl. Nah, I spared that at least. How you carry? Ask for forgiveness. Of course. What she say? What she needed to say. Look, forgiveness from other folks is good, but ain't nothing but words coming at you from outside. You want to kick this shit? You got to forgive your own self. We find out that Bubs has a son. Number one draft pick by the New York Jets, Keyshawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was his, and so he's like, yeah, he's got a son. So you know, you can see that Bubs at one time, and and you and you can see it in his personality that there is a part of him that must have lived somewhat of a normal life before this addiction took him over. Yeah, and, and you know what? What's the trip on this man? I don't know if you saw it, but they got a series on Netflix talking about drugs and they and they talk about the opioid crisis you know uh-huh. that's uh, dealing with uh with the uh, Sackler family Purdue pharmaceutical uh-huh. and and in every case and one of the undercover cops talked about it with all these people he said the stories nine times out of ten they're the same they were in an accident had surgery or something of that nature got prescribed these opioids and next thing you know, this is why, and I'm watching that, and I'm watching The Wire, and I'm looking at Bubs. I'm like, was he one of those people that had a situation like that where the opioids turned him to the heroin? I don't know. But it just made me think because you look at Bubs and you see him struggling and trying. I mean, he's doing all the things that people say you should try to do to, to kick it. Uh-huh. He's doing that, and he's trying to remain focused. It's, so you're right. You, you wonder, like, man, at one point in his life, man, he had everything together. Yeah. And this came in there, and it just took it all out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that, bro. Big time. Yeah. Well, we can, well, we can talk about that Kima thing now since you brought it up. I mean, the thing I like about Kima, when he when Bub just reach out to her and ask her for a little little help to, to yeah. really get back up on his feet, yeah. <clears throat> not just to get something to cop, he... Uh, I like Kima because Kima is real police. And first thing Kima says is, what can I do with a clean informant? That's what I, I was like. And she said, <laughs> that was one of my lines. She said, what good is a clean addict for me? And I, yeah. was like, I was like, but then she was like, you still hustle for me. So yeah. I know how you are. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it was like she was just keeping it real with him. Yeah. Yeah. But she, but she is also, she's also a friend. Yeah. That's where I see it, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a lie to have me like, yeah. <laughs> So McNulty works out that Wallace is somebody he needs to get into contact with. He, yeah, he's yeah, he's putting he's putting the pieces together on that with the kid. He yeah. sees the kid has not been there, he's not been hanging out, and so he's he's out to find Wallace and where he might be hanging out. And so he finds the the projects. That place with the orange extension cord, the cord's no longer there, though, but it's, he, saw, he sees where Wallace was living with those kids. 
<laughs> and he, uh, he, but he can't stay there. And and Wallace in there, and he can't stay there and wait for Wallace to show up. So what he so does? Multi, but he pulled the he, he pulled the gangster cool move. I mean, he knew exactly how to do this. We're not there yet, but when this kid here posts, snatch him up. Park our asses outside this shithole and wait for some little project yo to raise up. Mrs. McNulty raised no fools. Four Fadley's crab cakes in the bag, 24 Dutch beers in the box. Fadley's, huh? You all right, McNulty? I don't care what all the motherfuckers downtown say about you. That man, McNulty, played that well. He got those cats beers. Yeah. He knows, he knows. And, and, and look, when he said crab cakes, huh? come on, man. You know you wanted to go get some. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm, okay. I am I'm. need to go to that spot and get those crab cakes. And that's the and, thing yeah. that I, I was, that's the thing that I love about this show. When they talk about something in Baltimore, they talk about the local stuff. Mm. Been there. Mm-hmm. And, and when he said that, I was like, okay, that's dope. That was real cool. <laughs> yeah. Also, he had the Heineken, too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I was like, and- I was like man, if it would have been either Gross or maybe some Stella Trois, it had been even tighter. But I'm with the Heineken. Yeah, the Heineken, you can't turn that down. And he twelve pack, he's good. They were good. I, I was, I mean, they were good to go, man. Yeah. And the crab cakes. Come yeah. On. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was with them on that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so he gets a call. He gets a call from Kima, telling him that uh, Omar's contacted her, and uh, they, he wants to meet. Yeah. So they meet up with Omar. They find out that he uh, he took one in the shoulder when he. When... he it was, that 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 was tough, man. That yeah. was tough. The way he was sitting. Omar's a tough cat because he's sitting there in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. Like that's he knows. It's like he knows where his enemies are, mm-hmm. where he can rest and just chill out. Mm-hmm. The cat is just so tactical. Yeah. But he's, he's sitting out there giving him information. <clears throat> I'm like, why is he talking like that? And I said, oh, I forgot he got shot last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they were all, So he's trying to give him some information on it. But he's also like, look, I need y'all help. I know y'all know some doctors and shit. Right. Yeah. Right. Because now look, 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 because they're not exactly happy with them. Because remember, they had a charge on Stinkum, who he just killed. <laughs> and so they were like, we told you to chill out. But anyway, they they gonna help Omar out because he's our boy. So anyway, so going back down to the pre to uh, jail, city right. jail, where they got uh, Orlando. Orlando, first thing dude does is he's like, oh, I can give you somebody big. <laughs> Get out of there. And he gives him Avon Barksdale's name. Yep. <laughs> now, you know, he might have... Hold up. See, this is what I was tripping. Okay, when they go back to Orlando and he's sitting there, and I'm like, if this fool says Avon Barksdale, shit is going to hit the fan. If he's willing, And he doesn't hesitate Mm-mm. to do this. Mm-mm. I'm like, do you realize how, realize how dumb that is? It's like he's saying that right here, so thinking that he cannot, maybe he's not going to go to processing and all that. Right. And he doesn't understand how it works. Yeah. As soon as he says that shit without having any type of plan in place with somebody who's going to look at, you've already just just basically signed your death warrant. Yeah, he's 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 just dumb. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying, man. He's look, just dumb and weak. Look, look, look. As we go through each step of this show, we start off by saying he was dumb. Somebody may be listening at the beginning and saying, man, they're being pretty critical of this guy. No, 
He's a freaking idiot. No, he's sitting and he's been arrested being out in Pikesville. And he's sitting there talking to cops in interrogation. No lawyers there, no prosecutors. So he has to realize that anything that he gives up with somebody, they're going to work that while still holding him. Yeah. And they can still process him. Yeah. They're giving up information that you need to just hold back on and leverage properly. Meanwhile, in the van with, uh, well, let me, meanwhile, Santangelo is back watching the phone where they call in to get a stash, get the stash, you know, to re-up. And so he calls in, he said, little man is using the tower phone and uh, he's calling in. So they tell Sidnor to keep his eye out in the van because the re-up guy is going to show up. Now, before that, right before, right before that scene, that's when Sidnor and Carver change spots, you know, like if they're switching shifts and Carver is eating crab chips. That's what I wanted to bring up. That's another. Yeah, the crab chips. Now, I will say, and you'll, because I've seen the series before, later on, they'll talk about it. He's eating Utz crab chips. While you can't find them most places other than outside of Maryland. Really? Utz, yeah. I didn't even know Utz had crab chips. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you can't find them. But those aren't the real crab chips. The, The real crab chips are hers crab chips. Which, uh, which they'll talk about probably, I don't know what season it was, but somebody does bring it up, you know, that hers crab chips are, are better than nuts crab chips. But anyway, he is eating crab chips. Damn, Carl, you trifling. Yeah, I admit it, I'm disgusting. Cheese puffs and fucking ring dings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so they, they, they see... Uh, Sidnor is, uh, he, he peeps out the guy who answers the page for the stash. So Freeman tells Sidnor to follow this guy. Don't, don't lose him because wherever he goes, that's where the supply is. That's where the main stash out is. So he, he follows him to a nice little suburban home, uh, it's nice. It it, it appears to be innocent. Leave them alone type of neighborhood where people work hard, come to the house and mind their own business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so that's, that's, that's what they, they assume that must be the main uh, supply house. So later Friedman tell Freeman, excuse me, tell Sidnor and and Presbolewski to to start their surveillance on that house Mm. uh, is undercover trash men. And yeah. and Prez is excited because this is the first time he's a- ever able to get out of the the office, the dungeon. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, you're gonna do some field work tomorrow. He's like, without a gun, you don't need a gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which when you see what he's doing, you're like, wow, okay, he does it. Yeah, yeah. that was cool, man. Yeah. That was real cool. <laughs> so, um, McNulty's uh, cop surveillance must have paid off because they did get Wallace. No, no, no. See, this is the thing. I didn't realize they had Wallace. I just know that they walk into the they walk into the precinct. Minolti's sitting in a chair, sleep, and he got a Heineken bottle in his hand. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, they got, and then, then they showed that the kids in there. So I said, oh, 
he went, when they found the kid, he caught up with the guys and they had a couple of beers afterwards and went on the way. All right. <laughs> that was a trip. Yeah. Man. I was like, the note keeps it real, man. Yeah. Yeah. The note keeps it real. <laughs> and, and you see the look on Bunk's face. Bunk is looking at him like, yeah. 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 You, you, got, you got drunk. Well, since they have Wallace, Wallace, he... He tells it all. He gives up Stringer, Weebay, the soldiers but, in the tower. But no hesitation. I mean, he's giving up everything because the kid is like, I can't deal with this anymore. Yeah. He, you, he, see how, you see how he was sleeping in there? Yeah. He, he was, was in there. It was like, finally, I can get some rest. Yeah. <laughs> but was, he gives man. up. He gives up everyone but D'Angelo. Yeah. Everyone, because he said D'Angelo was good. Because they want to connect D'Angelo to Deidre Cresson because yeah, that right. that was he was the prime suspect and well, realizing that it wasn't him but yeah. it was just and you called that earlier you you mm-hmm. was like I think he's just basically saying what he saw because yeah. he was sitting there talking in the time he was talking to the kids in the right. pit yeah come out, you know trying to show how hard he is and yeah. yeah yeah how hard you just you was just there when Webay did that shit right so yeah the story yeah yeah, yeah. Well, they uh, so they have they have a Wallace and they're like well what are we gonna do with Wallace. Uh, so they, they decide they're going to take uh, Wallace out to the eastern shore to live with his to stay with his grandmother yeah. because they they got to keep him safe and they're not going to get any money from upstairs to keep him safe in a hotel or anything like that. Yeah. So they put him they take him down to the eastern shore out in the country and Daniels yeah. drives him down there, which was which was kind of cool. It's like Daniels is like it's like Daniels. I don't think he's a kid person, but he understands the plight of a young black man. Yeah, for so sure. With him doing that driving down there, it was it was kind of deep. And when they got out the car, <laughs> and, and Wallace said, "What's that noise?" He said, "Those are crickets." Right. Yeah. It's I mean, they, he was like, "What's a cricket?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they were just little things. They show you just how sheltered these kids are. It was like when Bubs went over to the soccer game. You know, he had never even seen yeah. that area before. Yeah. Yeah, he said, what, he said, what in the, uh, the Mayberry is where you got me at? It was just like something like that. But right. it, it, it just shows you how they're stuck in there where all they seem mm-hmm. just just hard times, mm-hmm. constant hard times. So Orlando's transferred to county jail, as we said, after he gave up the stuff. And as and who's that cat that saw him? Because Mar- Marvin Browning. <laughs> that's a, that, that's who, who's his name again? Marvin Browning. He's on a he's oh. he's on a Barksdale screw. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember he was a he was a, I ain't giving. He said I do my time, man. I ain't giving up shit. Yeah. And and he sees Orlando in there. He makes a call quick. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's I like, mean, you can't. This is another thing where Orlando is just unbelievably naive. Dumb. He's dumb. He's dumb. He's dumb and he's naive. And he's naive. I mean, he's just both. He's just, you know, if you're in that much trouble, he got caught with four. It wasn't like he had a joint and they like have him. He was buying four ounces. He's buying four. So he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. And so for him to give up that information, I don't know. I don't know where he thought he was going to be hiding. Where he's going to he's going to be going. So he goes down there. Yeah. He's an idiot. Yeah, he is obviously. <laughs> obviously. So so Howard, anything you say, man, this cat <laughs> look. Because once again, he's being processed and Marvin sees him right off the bat. 
makes to call let everybody know this fool is in there. Mm-hmm. So, 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 right, and, and and later on, something happens with this where I I said that Daniels was a fool, and everybody that let this shit happen later, I'm like, y'all really believe that this motherfucker can actually pull this off? I mean, it, I just thought it was the dumbest plan. Yeah, it was. I thought it, I, the plan. I thought it was idiotic. That was me. Yeah. I thought it was idiotic, yeah. and I thought, it, and nobody, nobody really jacked Ryan, jacked Ryan it all the way through. I mean, okay, yeah, but I'm is, is this believable? Yeah, yeah. That goes back to a message. Is this believable? I, I just thought it was dumb. Well, we'll get so much intelligence, but uh, we'll get I'm there because it really wasn't there. It, it was Burrell's call. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. So so McNulty gets a call that his wife has organized an emergency hearing to limit his visitation rights. Yep, yep. And McNulty has to run down there. And he says, hold up, I need a lawyer. I need a right. lawyer real quick. And right. he look over at home, girl. She's like, what? What yeah. is it? And so <laughs> he takes he takes, he takes, takes Rhonda Perlman with him, yeah, which yeah, I was yeah. surprised that she went. I mean, I know she's his friend, but, mm-hmm. you know, she even says in court that, Family law is so funny. She's I shouldn't even I, I don't do this. Yeah, family law is not her area of expertise, so I don't know. She was pretty much useless. <laughs> and we also find out in that scene that even though we know that McNulty wasn't faithful probably at all during his marriage, that it was Rhonda Perlman was the reason that, <laughs> it was, yeah, that, 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 so, that didn't help. <laughs> that didn't help at all. That didn't help at all. And we also find out and I don't remember, I don't know if this comes into play, but I thought it was interesting that Elena has pictures from a private detective of them. Now, I don't, we don't know the extent of the pictures. We don't know if they're that revealing or not. Yeah, but I think what she said that, you know, she showed that he was being followed. Right. You know? And then and then he's talking to his wife, you know, he asked, did she tell her that about the detective in the pictures? And he didn't tell Right, right, which is something she would want to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Being yeah, somebody she would want to know, and then maybe if she knew that, she would have had something to say when they asked her. You know, do you have when the judge asked her, do you have anything to say? But well, and that and also, you know, through earlier conversations, I mean, Rhonda is somebody who she's not trying. You know, she has aspirations to maybe be a judge. You know, she oh, wants she to do talks about him in this episode. Right. To do other you things. See her, you see what she wants to do. Yeah. She's just trying to tolerate all the bullshit. Right. But the, having these pictures out there is not necessarily something. And that's probably why Jimmy didn't tell her. Yeah. yeah that's that's right. And it wouldn't help. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's okay. a good point. Yeah. All right. So we, we hear that. We see that scene. Now let's get back to my boy Orlando. Because this is one of the scenes I love. Right. Le- Levy goes down there to see Orlando. Because why was Orlando involved with Avon in the first place? He had his a, na- name. He's a front. He's a front. He needed somebody who was able to get a liquor license to put their name on the liquor license. Gotta be clean for Orlando. Gotta be clean. Or, or, yeah. So that's gone now. I mean, my man's his clean uh, record is gone. So Levy shows up not to get him out because I know that's what Orlando thought at first. He wasn't there mm-hmm. to get him out. He was there to get him to sign over the club to somebody right, with right. who is a, who has a clean license because he's useless. He has no Avon has no use for him anymore. None. No, no. I mean, he's like he told me. He said, "Look, man. He said we need a clean front. Right. You, you, you've been you. You're no longer that." He said, 
Well, then I ain't signing nothing till I get a lawyer. Right. That goes back to where you're already giving up Avon. And then what the leave you say, you sure you want to tell him that? You sure you want to say that? Orlando's a clown. Yeah. Like I said, he's an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when, that's when Levy tells him, I want my bail paid. You send me a bondsman, I'll sign. Is that what you want me to tell him? That I asked you to sign and you wouldn't? Hmm? You wanted to be in the game, right? Now you're in the game. Yeah, you're in the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was... That was my that that was my line right there. Okay. I was like, okay, okay. But, I mean, he, he, he kept it real with him. Right. Which is true. Right. All right, now you're in the game, bro. Yeah. In the game. So this next scene is one where I have to give Idris Elba all his dap for this one. This is when he meets Omar and Prop Joe to parlay. Man, let me tell you, man, that, that scene felt so Baltimore. It's like, man... It it, it 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 was where they had it set up down in the market, you know. With and then you got Prop Joe. This cat is about his fashion. Yeah. This this brother is about his fashion. He 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 sport. First of all, he had the Pat Roddy look, as Avon said at the basketball court. Right. Now he walks up with the the um, the Bruce Willis the whole nine yards look with that shirt and everything. Just chilling with his, his drink and all that. I I just think this cat, man, this cat, this mother, Prop Joe is awesome motherfucker to me. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, he I is. like him, man. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. He, he becomes a bigger figure as we go on in this. I, I can so, see that. I can yeah. see that. I mean, his his approach and style is cool as fuck, man. I like it. Yeah. 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 And, right. and, and you see that his word, he, he has enough juice. So that his guarantee of safety is good enough. Yeah, you see what yeah. I mean. Like yeah, that's true. Like that's as long true. as is is if he tells Omar and he tells Stringer, it's all gonna be. I'm gonna. It's gonna be cool on my name. Then yeah. that's a lot of juice. That's a lot of juice. And not only that, it's just he was cool about it too. Yeah, he's like, I'm setting this up. You know, he also want my money in the back. Anything y'all may work out in terms of deal, something like that. Yeah. However. This shit is good because I'm I'm setting this up. Yeah. And, and then you see Omar walk up. I was like, damn, this <laughs> this shit is on point, man. Yeah. 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 Well, Omar, Omar's got a wire on. And they're back in the van trying to monitor this conversation because what Omar's trying to do is get Stringer to relay some information about anything, about a murder, yeah. about... Trying to, trying to connect anything to Barksdale. Anything to Barksdale. And what Stringer does is does none of that. So you think after what you did to Brandon, we supposed to find some even on this, huh? Yo, I don't know shit about shit, all right? I'm just a messenger. Whatever, man. You know there's dead on both sides, right? There's gonna be a whole lot more if this beef keep up. But the truth be told, there be more soldiers in one half than the other, you know what I'm saying? Hey, look here, son. You tell Barksdale that he's been paid back for what he did to my peoples. As for his product, well, man's got to earn a living, you know? I don't know no what he called Barksdale, B. The man I'm talking about can't have his shit taken like that. I won't do. All right. Tell him throw me some cash then, and we'll see. 
five or ten thousand. She was good. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he was cool. He was cool. That was I was I was quite impressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, mm, okay, okay. But I also like how Omar does it as well. Omar says shit in the flow uh, of, of the lingo that could open up opportunities for like that right. without being blatant or blunt about it. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's cool out. Oh, I, right now, man, I, right now, Omar, I think is like the most smartest. I think he's the smartest cat on the show right now, but yeah. I digress. Yeah, no, he's he's smart, man, but I will, and, you know, Stringer uh, is, a, and Avon, Stringer's also smart because I would think of anybody on the show, you would think that, well, Omar wouldn't be working with the police. Certainly Omar is not why, but Stringer doesn't take any of that for granted. Yeah, he None of it. He doesn't. He, does. he don't take shit for granted. Yeah. He, yeah, he don't mention that. And that, and that's smart. That's real right. smart. You know, just because, you know, we both on the underworld and everything don't mean I'm going to mention the, the boss's name. I don't know what you got going on. Yeah. Let's just talk. Let's try to hammer this out without being any, without uh, nailing any specifics on anybody. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So after that, Avon and Stringer and Weebay are at the office up in Orlando's and they just talk about what happened at the meeting, which really wasn't much of a meeting. But Chardine, she tries to listen in on what they're talking about because, and she's, yeah. she also has a wire on, oh, by the way. But mm -hmm. Lester, you know, she's trying to help Lester out and get some information, but she... Yeah, she's trying to help Lester out. Yeah, she feels... Man, yeah. Lester's got that old man <laughs> Mac going, man. Yeah, he got no... He's like, he's like, yeah, baby, yeah. He he just, and she just falling for it too, man. She, I'm like, she liked that daddy type, but uh, I yeah. digress. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so we see the beginnings of that where he's like, just, you know, trying to be the gentleman, mm -hmm. uh, just of gentlemen, you know. So, yeah, but Charlene, the one thing about it though, she has a different style compared to a lot of girls. It's like goes back when they were talking about you know, who would you pick to try to turn and get information from? And him and Kima both picked Charlene just by the way she presented herself. Mm -hmm. and, and it is much different than, you know, a lot of those chicks that up in the strip club. So yeah. she's got some, uh, she's got some common sense she's working with. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we see Kima and uh, Cheryl, her, her girl out with friends Drinking at the, you know, at the club, at the bar, I guess. But they're, they have a table together. Yeah, like they're down in the spot in the Inner Harbor chilling. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And this is where we see, you know, Kima start talking about, you know, she tells a cop story. And mm -hmm. um, and it she tells it with a lot of pride. I mean, she, in fact, she tells the story about how she was first acknowledged by this guy who was a legendary cop in the right, force. Right. And how it made her feel accepted and good yeah. Yeah. and uh here her girl is all while she's telling the story she's mm. she is not looking happy she, no 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 she 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 doesn't like in this work no she doesn't she doesn't I tell you what, though there was a serious fashion statement in that scene though all right what was that, that? kango kima had on was fly <laughs> that the, the kango was tight man the, the kango was tight and you see the girl sitting there chilling all that I'm just like, one thing I was kind of upset about, I'm like, so ain't nobody going to show any love to the white girl. Everybody else gets a kiss, but the white girl don't get no loving. She's sitting there watching everybody getting all this love. Yeah, well, there were two. One of them had a, she had a, one had a girlfriend, but the other one, yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, y'all, come on, y'all, come on. That's right. not nice. Well, bring somebody, you know, to the table for her. She's hanging out with y'all for a reason. <laughs> Inter- not gonna be down introducing to somebody. Oh. Come on now, she's real nice. But that, but when she asked a question about what made you become a cop, and she went through that spill, that was that was deep. And when when her girl kissed her, it's like, okay, can you just shut up now and just love me? I don't want to hear you talk about you being a cop because I don't want you to be a cop anymore. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So she. She ain't feeling that. So, but, but that was, that was, um, I guess that showed how, you know, even as a woman being a police officer, the shit that they have to deal with in any relationship that they're going through as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So the Pikesville cop who busted Orlando goes down to the major crimes unit down to the dungeon. Turns out he knows Kima from. Hey, like, she like, what up? Yeah. Oh, they yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah early <laughs> in the career. <laughs> this this dude this is when this cat was showing me how thorough he was. Yeah, because he was kind of corny with that red bandana on yeah, at first. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> was when you in um in undercover. Yeah, you yeah. need to work on that because you you we see that you are real good at that, but that that bandana shit wasn't yeah. working. Yeah, but he was he was he was down and he uh, tells him that hey, this guy Orlando shows up and he tells me about some guy named Barksdale, and yeah. I thought you guys want to know about it. And then he walks in, then McNulty walks over the board, and homeboy says, yeah, you on it. Yeah. <laughs> he to Orlando, he said, he said, yeah, you on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, so now they know that Orlando <clears throat> is in custody, and he's ready to cooperate. So McNulty, we see, next scene, you see McNulty with Omar. And Omar knows, during the course of that meeting he had with Stringer, he said he'd be cool if he could throw him ten, five thousand dollars. And so Stringer said, "Yeah, we can probably do something for five. And Omar says he knew right then that there was something up with this meeting because there's no way they're gonna pay him any money mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, like, mm-hmm. so, so it's time for me to get out of town. Time for me to get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know he knew that shit. Yeah, yeah. So he's going up to New York, and McNulty says, "Look." Stay out of trouble up there. Keep in touch. Look out for yourself, and uh, see you later. Bye. Mm-hmm. You know he gets on. He gets on a bus and heads on up to New York City. So that's we. So that's where Omar's off to. We don't see Omar for a while. Is that where Omar's off to? <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see. <laughs> see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like yeah. right. And then I said, I was like, damn, he only taking that little bit of money. He's going to New York to hide out. Yeah. That that don't seem like Omar, but. Uh, Omar said I could go. He was asking me for some cash, so I could go around the corner and do my thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so, so in a in a meeting. Now this is where I was. We, now we can get into this whole plan they come up with. Daniels suggests, "Okay, we got this guy Orlando. We could use him to try to get up the ladder somehow with Avon." You know, we can try to massage him. So he has a meeting with Burrell and Major Forrester, who says they want to do a buy bus now. And Daniels wants to wait a little while because he wants to kind of massage this thing with Orlando, Mm -hmm. um, which probably wouldn't have worked because, you know, after we saw the scene with Levy down in, in the jail... We know that Orlando got no more juice of the Barksdale clan. He got none. He got, got none. none. But Daniel's like, no, that yet. You and, know. Yeah, that, that's the thing they needed to identify. Yeah. See, first of all, 
this is, and, and I think that when Daniels is there talking to Burrell and Homeboy brings up, you know, they want to do the buy now, I'm sitting there like, okay, how are you going to use Orlando to buy that much? I mean, they already know that Orlando ain't got cash like that. Yeah. They, they got a better understanding of what Orlando can do than, than others can do. Yeah. And, and, and this comes up later when the shit is going down. Mm-hmm. Even Orlando has to make an excuse as to, to the cast they're working with. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, 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 it wasn't, it was, it was, it was. Ill-conceived. <laughs> it was ill-conceived. Yeah. And they jumped the gun. Yeah. Because they got this candidate saying all this shit. And however, that's why Daniels is like, I want to kind of massage this a little bit. Right. I mean, I don't really know what I got yet. Right. Right, but Burrell is all. Let's go. Let's go. Go do this thing. Everybody want to get this shit done before you know before it can actually be done properly. Yeah, you know everybody wants to get it over with. Everybody's on their own timetable, their own agenda, and and this right here shows big time. Right yeah. here. Yeah. So this is uh, this starts takes us into the scene that I think is uh, is a uh, one of the best done in the wire actually in the series. Um, which is the buy bust with uh, Greg's and uh, Orlando, and Greg's is going undercover as Orlando's girl. That's already mm-hmm. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Orlando could even pull a girl like yeah, Kima. They like, they like <laughs> that's when homeboy is like something right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they go, they pick up Savino, uh, who is one of the lieutenants in the Barksdale organization. Um, and uh, he meets, you know, Orlando picks him up and he's going to drive them to a location and buy $30,000 worth of product. And Kima's in the back. She can't really see as much. And they gave Orlando too much credit, I think, <laughs> because Orlando, who is, I mean, he's he no. He says in the car, he says, you know, he say, yeah, yeah, no, all this ain't all my money. Half of it's hers. Right. He says half of it's hers. <laughs> Is trying to give some legitimacy to what he's doing and all that. But Let's where see. but where Orlando is slipping also is right. he should know where they are. He's driving the damn car and he's from Baltimore. See, you know, when they get to the point where the where it becomes very tense and they don't know where they are. You know what? Thank you for saying that <laughs> yeah. because I'm sitting there like, okay, if I'm in Durham, right. I'm in Durham, North Carolina, and I'm driving. I don't give a damn the size of turnaround. I know I'm on North Roxborough Street. I know I'm on Fayetteville Street. I know I'm near. I know I'm near Burroughs Welcome. I know I'm near North Carolina Central. I know I'm near the old the Tobacco District. I know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. You being from Baltimore, the size and all that shit shouldn't shouldn't turn you around. Right. And just like Kima says, she says she said, I know the sign says such and such, but I can swear we're on North Warwick. Right. It's just certain things that you just know. Right. And this goes back to once again how he's a f- <laughs> idiot. He's an idiot. He, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. I mean, he should he should know. I mean, granted, I know he is like in the middle of this police plan, but yeah. if if somebody is like if you're like if I'm in DC, like you're in Durham, if I'm in DC, and this guy is mm-hmm. telling me to take a left, take a right, take a, and it's not looking right, I'm gonna have to bail on that plan, man. No, dude, you're not taking me up. Up around here, 
up around yeah, the man, cut. You know, such and such is over there, man. You know, yeah. I ain't taking this spot, man. Yeah, you, you, you fuck me up right there. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that right there. If, it, if anything was like not believable, right? That wasn't believable. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. well. So he takes him to this dead end alley and leaves to go with them and to go get the the dope supposedly, and two gunmen return. And yeah, we spots this when the gig go. I'll be right back with your shit. Where are we? Hassan said Longwood, but I could swear this is Warwick. Hoppers be turning the signposts to fuck with y'all. I make it we're on the north side of Warwick. In an alley, I don't know shit. Half a block west of Longwood, maybe? I hope y'all copy that. Yeah, that puts us about eight blocks away. Pushing in a little closer. All units be advised, uh, Warwick near Longwood uh, in the north side alley or near that 20. He better not be long, because, see, I don't know where the stash is. And if they're dragging us all over this part of town, you know. What's that? What? Something ain't right. This shit ain't right. So Orlando is riddled. <laughs> but they, but, but uh, at this point, we don't know what's up with Kima, except for that she is not. Responsive. Responding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's not responding. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's the end of the cost. What I will do now, we're going to take a break, and then we'll talk about a little bit of wine, and then we'll come back and finish up. I'll tell you a little bit about this wine I have today. It's a 2016... Bottle of a Bordeaux blend from called Philosophy. It's from Green Hill Vineyard and Winery in Middleburg, Virginia. It's a really beautiful estate. I recommend going down there just to check the estate out. But this bottle of wine has four different grapes in it. It's a uh, 32% Cabernet Sauvignon, 27% Petit Verdot, 25% Merlot, and 16% Cab Franc. And it is delicious. It uh, give you a little tasting notes here because I can never explain what I'm drinking. It's attractive aromas of dark uh, baked dark fruits, graphite, and spice. Open this balanced Bordeaux blend of Cabernet Sauvignon, Petit Verdot, and Merlot and Cab Franc. As I said, concentrated on around the palate with notes of cassis, leather, and toasted oak. <laughs> First time we got into toasted oak. I never touched it before, but I'll take it. Yeah, it's 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 really good. So, uh, and this is one of the vineyards that if someone were visiting Virginia and they said we want to go to a few wineries, this would definitely be one of the five in Northern Virginia that I would tell them to go to. So okay, all right, okay. So you got anything for me? Like I said, I'm just drinking a Sebastiani cab. Mm -hmm. I don't have as much information as that sure. on mine as you do on yours. However, mine is just very good. This is my go-to uh, red. Yeah, you get a total uh, wine, right? Huh? Total. Got it a total wine. Yeah. Definitely got it a total wine. Sure it is. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And 
had a great price. A lot of times you can the grocery stores, probably maybe 15, 16 total wine. I got it for eleven ninety nine. There you go. It's easier to buy a good bottle of wine, you know, and pay a lot of money than it is to buy a good bottle of wine at a cheap price. That's the skill. Yeah, and, and yeah, the, afford- yeah. the affordable bottle of wine that tastes good is the skill. Yeah, and, and that's one thing, like I said, it's my go-to. Yeah. Now, there are other wines that I definitely would get that cost a lot more. Mm-hmm. However, when I know that I need something and I'm looking for that moment to, to relax with my cigar and just, like, it's Friday. Yeah. Like, just, I need that time to know that when I pair this cigar with this wine, it's going to give me the experience I am expecting. There you go. That's what I get with this. Yep. Okay. Well, look, I'm going to fill up my glass. Mm-hmm. And, uh... We're going to go get back to the show. All right. I'm with it. All right. There's some, well, the main theme of this episode is all in the title. And they type the cost. That's the big theme of this episode, if you ask me. And, And you know what? It's perfect. It really is. Because just think about all that's going on in this, the 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 situation, the cost of uh, of Bubs doing what he's doing, trying to get better, the cost of Kima getting, well, apparently she's gotten shot in this episode, the cost of, of doing that, the, the cost of Orlando and his stupid ways and what it did to him and how it is starting to create a domino effect for everybody else. There's a lot involved in this. And you've got to look at your actions. And the actions by a lot of people in this episode, woo! Yeah. I I wrote down... Tsunami of, uh, of effects. <laughs> I wrote down, uh, when I was thinking about this, everyone pays something in this game. And I I just have six, I think. I think maybe, maybe even more. I wrote down a few things that I thought were... Oh, no, eight. Here we go. Look, these are all the costs I wrote down just from this episode. All right. One, Avon's freedom is more constrained because of what happened. That's two, what I agree. Two, D'Angelo can't be with a woman he likes because of his associates and the death of the dancer. He can't be with the with Chardine. Yeah, that's going to happen. That yeah. Cost that. yeah. 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 And then this little cost, I mean, not big cost, but McNulty has to bribe some cops to stake out Wallace. I mean, he has to pay something. That's a cost to him. The cost of the uh, um, the big... The, the, the crab cakes. The crab cakes, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. In order for them to even... Find the stash house. Carver and Sidnor have to stay in the van for like twelve-hour shifts. Yeah, I yeah, mean that's the cost. The cost of the loss of sleep. Yeah. yeah. Wallace, Wallace is so messed up that he snitches on everyone just to be able to get a good night's sleep. That's 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 the, one. The, yeah. Damn. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Kima can't have a settled relationship with her partner because of what she does. See, they, they they'll never have a good relationship just because no. of what she does. Um. Omar has to leave town because the Barksdale's going to kill him. He knows that. So he has You're to, on a roll, yeah. brother. You're and, on then, roll. and then the, la- the last one is, you know, of course, K- Kima got shot. Mm-hmm. You know? Those are, and there's still more, but that's that's what I had. I was just like, this whole thing, you just watching it, boom. But I, I didn't even get into bubs, like you mentioned. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you, you got Whalen. He talks about how he's got the bug. He passed it on. It's just, you just see how this whole game... You can't come out of it without losing something. Yeah, and, and when he's talking to, when Bugs is talking to Wayland, I, I really believe, you notice that every, since the first time he saw Wayland speak, 
Mm-hmm. He listens to him. Yeah. He's inspired by him. Mm-hmm. And he he's calling either two, one or two people. He's either calling Kima or Waylon. Yeah. And, and, and Waylon's being there, and Waylon's being 100% honest. And he's seeing Waylon fight these demons every single day. And he's kicking his ass. And, and so Bubs is like, man, if he can do it, I yeah. can do it. But once again, what's the cost in being there? Yeah. Can I afford it? Can I handle it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a whole lot, man. Yeah. Yeah. You ready to knock down these categories? Break it down, man. Okay, what was your favorite scene? I got a couple favorite scenes, but <laughs> my favorite scene, once again, going back to McNulty, he knowing is you talking about calls, he broke it down. He said, I'm willing to pay for some uh some Heinekens and crab cakes just for these cats to sit here and watch this. And the whole reaction was just believable. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it was just real. It was like, hey, McNulty, I don't care what they say about you down precinct you okay with me man <laughs> because the, the 12 pack and those crab cakes it, it was like you it's like you get me you know what i mean so i just thought that was dope that's that's probably my favorite scene in uh-huh. this movie. but because i can't say orlando's orlando scenes were just baffling to me <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah yeah look, when, when he when he was sitting there getting ready to get in the car i, I was like I had to pause, man. Yeah. Said, this dumb fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Minoti with the uh, beers, man. Yeah. I love that. And the crab cakes. Yeah, that was that was good. I, you know, I probably would have said that, you know, or the Whalen scene before, but this time watching it, and this is the third time that I can remember watching this particular episode. That last scene when they're buying, when Kima's in the car with Orlando and Savino, I know what's going to happen. And it's still, I'm still like, get out of there, Kim. I mean, it's just yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's yeah, very, they've done really well. It's just very and, well done. And, and what kind of bothered me about that scene, though, is that I wish she would have gotten her gun sooner. I thought as soon as you got the car, she would have got the gun. Yeah, well. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, know. she, but she couldn't, as they, as you'll find out later on, the gun. Oh, I know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah was yeah, that yeah. not in the right place? Yeah, yeah she. Yeah, it, it slid back. Right, yeah. she didn't. She didn't go in there naked, but she just didn't. Couldn't get to it when she needed to get to it. Yeah, and that's why I was kind of. So I was like, man, you know, go get it now. So I need to see, get it now. That's my. That was my whole thing. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, you mentioned some, but is there anything unbelievable or just you just? The, the, what was unbelievable was the biggest part. And I keep going back to it was them using Orlando for this buy. Yeah. It was just dumb. Yeah. It's just dumb. Think about who you're trying to buy from. Think about this food. They know more about him than you do. Right. And they needed to ask Orlando, would they believe that you would have $30,000? Right. You know, to, to, to buy this. And, and, you know, and, and what I'm also tripping off of, this is when Stringer, I'm like, you okay this shit? This is when you're being not being smart as well, but we find that out later. But I'm just like, you, this plan right here, you're putting a cop in jeopardy. You're putting an informant in jeopardy with something that you want to do. However, you haven't thought, could you actually get it done and would it actually work? Yeah, It was just a prime opportunity for somebody to get rid of a snitch and, and and nobody's recognizing this 
at the time. Nobody's even taken this into consideration, right. which I think is sloppy. Yeah. And this is the first time I can ever see them truly, everybody being sloppy on the same page. Yeah. It just didn't make any sense to me. It was yeah. just like, nah. But it did confirm how stupid Orlando is. I mean, that was, that was the thing. You know, also watching it, I thought this the first time I saw it, but definitely watching it a number of times. It's just that he's an idiot. Yeah, I mean, he does so many dumb things, but the dumbest thing was that his last act was he should have known. I mean, look, if they're coming up with that plan, he should have said to me, you know, he should have said, there's no way they're going to believe I have $30,000. Uh, it, they're they're probably going to kill me when we get to the place we're going. Yeah, yeah, look, man. Look, look, and also the place we had me booked in, man. Marvin was up in there, so Marvin and probably told everybody that. See, that's the thing, right? If you look at where he was at, the first thing I'm going to do. What known associates of Barksdale are in that place where right. he's being held? Right. Well, that's because people, somebody has seen him. Right. That's the other. That's the thing he didn't do. Like when he told those guys, "Oh, I know this guy. He's a big wig, Avon Barksdale." He should have told them when when he, when the guy from Pikesville said, "Oh yeah, you're going down to city jail." He should have told them, "I can't go to city jail if yeah, you want this guy." If you want this guy, I can't go to city jail. Yeah. Because people are in city jail. Right. So if I'm in there, they're going to see me. Right. If I'm not out, and then I'm out. Right. They're going to know some shit's up. Right. That's, those are the things that just, I said, wow, they really slipped on that. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't believable to me on that. Yeah. But uh, I know why they did it for a dramatic effect. Sure, How sure, was- sure. And there are people, like I said, like I said, back when uh, D'Angelo wrote that letter, I'm just telling you just again from experience, there are stupid, I mean, not everyone in the game is freaking smart. And there are people yeah. do some stupid stuff that you just are to this, you know, you always are like, why in the world did they do that? It was just dumb. So, yeah, yeah Orlando's just one of those guys. Um, who is the guy, who's the Simon at a BC or the MVP for you on this uh, episode? I was really, really stuck on this. Really, really stuck. I didn't. I, I, I didn't want to give to Omar, but but the guy that I'm giving it to because his actions kind of like just just pushed everything through. And and believe it or not, it's just like wow. I, I'm gonna say Prop Joe just for setting up the damn meeting between <laughs> Stringer and Omar and the way he laid it out. He showed his leverage in the game with that. Because first of all, you just said that everybody's paying a cost. Mm-hmm. Hey, nobody, he's the only person in this show that didn't have to pay a cost for something. He's the one mm-hmm. leveraging the deal where he's getting shit out of it. Yeah. You know, which which I thought was cool because I mean, once again, prop Joe is a smart mofo. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. So yeah. uh yeah, yeah. I, I give it to him because yeah. everybody else is having to sacrifice so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think prop prop knew. I think Prop knew that Omar was trying to set him up, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Prop, he knew Prop he looks at Omar as okay, as long as your interests or your actions can't conflict with anything right. that you're trying to get done. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm gonna go with that same scene. I'm just gonna give it to Stringer because I yeah. thought Stringer handled that meeting just well. He just, you know, I know a guy, and my guy says this, and I don't know no one named Barksdale, and I don't know anything mm-hmm. about that. I mean, the way he just had just denied everything and still had a yeah, good he had conversation. Yeah, he had control of that. You're yeah. right about that. Yeah, You're so right that. yeah, that was a great, good scene all the way around, though. Yeah. You know that yeah. was. All right, you have a favorite line. 
from somebody? Well, I had, a, I had a, okay. one of my favorite lines. Uh, there are a bunch of them in here. Yeah, yeah. One of them was by Waylon, you know, when he's talking to Bubs. And he said, getting clean is the easy part. Now comes life. Mm-hmm. I thought that yeah. was dope. That, that was my number one. Then n- number two was, you wanted to be in the game. Now you are in the game. <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah, you know, yeah. Those, those two lines stood out the most for me in this. Yeah. 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 Well, mine is one from same scene with Waylon, too. Waylon was uh, talking to uh, Bubs about how he uh, got gave his girlfriend the bug and mm-hmm. and did she you know how'd you get over that and did she forgive you and he says forgiveness from someone else is good but ain't nothing but words coming at you from the outside. Yeah, yeah. that is dope. <laughs> yeah, like I said, Waylon Waylon just he's keeping it real. He's fighting yeah. and he's not he's not hiding his emotions or nor is he lying to himself about things. Yeah. That's what's so cool about it. And then you think that's why he's, he's, he's winning right now against this addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, any gear or tech that you would still rock today? Well, like I said, the Kima's Kango was tight. <laughs> I, I, I would, I would take that and yeah. say, Yo, can I borrow this? It was yeah. tight. Yeah. It was tight, man. Yeah. So, and, and like I said, also, Prop Joe, when he showed up with the, uh, like I said, the whole nine yards, yeah. uh, uh, Bruce Willis uh, shirt on. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was dope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Any music that made, I, I, I had no gear. I had nothing. Man, look, look, the music, there was one scene. Remember when Homegirl was uh, peeping, trying to listen through the door, Sean was trying to listen mm-hmm, through the door, mm-hmm. when they in the club. They're playing one of most deaf's fattest jams at the time, Miss Fat Booty. Oh, they're, they're playing that. I'm like, I know you can't. I was like, that's the jam right there. It just reminded it reminded me of that early 2000s and all that Dave Chappelle hitting and all that. So it, it was just, yeah, that that was uh, that stood out. That Miss Fat Booty. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um... That's about it for the show. We're going to uh, wrap this up really quickly because we went over a little bit. We'd like you guys to subscribe to the show, please. If you haven't subscribed already, please leave us a rating wherever you're listening, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever. Give us five stars because it's a five-star show. (laughs) And it's really important that we grow that way. One, two, three, four, five. Thank you for that. Um, If you want to reach us, it's in the show notes. Just go in the show notes. You'll see our email address and addresses and the way to reach us on social media. Also, if there's a craft brewery or winery you'd like us to highlight in the DMV, please let us know. We'd be happy to do that. I'll place with some kick-ass crab cakes. Hey, there you go. And, uh, <laughs> and you can send the Heineken with it, too. We'll take that. And also, if you would like to be on the show, and now that we have hooked up the remote thing we could even have you remote with us on the show so let us know we'll arrange that and we'd love to have you join the discussion so, definitely so All right. you got anything else Aaron? nothing hope to see everybody next week that's what i hope okay we'll see you all next week episode 11 and uh see you then well bye-bye cool.